0: I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program reality.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. We record our episodes live at Allspace every week, and you can join us from your PC or VR headset. Just log into Allspace, join our Simulation Nation channel, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. Today we have with us one of the most technically adept and polished world builders in all of all space, and dare I say, the metaverse. Uh, from mysterious, from mysterious dark caves and mythical, uh, in a mythical underground, to the international space station orbiting Earth, Andy's creativity and sense of fun is un, is is matched only with his expert skill set. We'll talk to Andy here about his approach to world building, then get a world tour through some of his most popular spots. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm emoji. Welcome for Andy. I'm going to give some too. Ah. I love it. You've got the, you've got the monk outfit on. And is that a, a, a sort of a monk uh, sign that you're giving, a, a sort of a bowing to everybody?
2: I always like to respond to everybody. If you need one, I will be. But I'm not. But yeah, That's a, it's a look that was bestowed upon me very early on when this avatar system came in. And it's funny how your avatar kind of represents you, but this represents me to other people, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, did you say, because I, I, when I was touring through some of your worlds, I saw that you had a robot. Were you uh, one of the OGs who was originally a robot and then had to, with the new avatars,
2: change your style? I was. Yeah. And I was very really fond of my robot avatar, as a lot of people were. Yeah. We just liked the non-human conformity of it. Yeah. Something about the robot avatars we really liked and... I've become very fond of this avatar and the other people's avatars. Um, Yeah. It's good that people can become characters, but amazingly different. Everybody looks different. Everybody's got a look. You recognize everybody when you get to see them. Yeah. You recognize them from a distance. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yours is a very original outfit, which sort of goes, it would be because it matches your worlds which are very original and interesting so uh i love that i love, the, I, I, love yeah. I know you know when i first came into alt space it was right when there was this big protest like stop the death of the robots and so i yeah. I, I was like what is going on here i have no idea but i'm i'm, I'm one of the new per people i guess who
2: actually appreciates the avatars uh so who knows I might have been one of the loudest uh, opposed right. to these avatar right. systems at the time. And I think my original avatar was this kind of guy, but with disheveled hair and he hadn't shaven and he had got dopey eyes and he had a white bathrobe around him because he couldn't bother to get dressed and he just didn't bother right. to make any effort. And he, kind of morphed into this right but I, yeah I do love these avatars now absolutely well that's good that's good to know and these beautiful engaging eyes that everybody has I don't know if you notice that you can accidentally fall in love with people sometimes absolutely because of their amazing big
1: eyes absolutely it's true yeah. sometimes they give you a side look or whatever but um well we know that uh you know it's really late for you where you are I for me it's a it's a it's a normal hour it's about 7 30 <laughs> p.m Pacific time for you what time is it
2: okay Happy evening for you, it's 3.30am for me, Right, and some of my European friends are a bit later than me, they're an hour or two hours in front. Right.
1: Well, we really, really, really uh, appreciate it even more that you're here in the middle of the night to be with us. And we have a lot of people here to celebrate your work. We've got uh, Marsha Kay and Mr. Prime, Mr. Pleasure over there, Lisa, uh, Jean-Luc, G. Joffrey as well. Uh, I I saw you over. I failed to render render earlier. And of course, Kurt. Nice to see everyone. Um, So if you guys have any questions or thoughts, uh, please do use the raise hand option. Oh, look who's back there. It's Shushu. Thank you, Marsha. Sushu. Shushu. Shushu's making an appearance. We, of course, had uh, World Builders of All says I think it was nine or eight was uh, Shushu and Nico, which um, I believe actually that you're a part of that uh, 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 team. You helped out with Viarium as well. Um, is You're what yeah. it... Yeah.
2: I think, I think there's, there's such a wonderful collaborative within Viarium, And I don't think we officially got together. It just like we, we met and started doing things and helping people with things. But it became a consortium that we were known for. VR-in became a thing we're known for. Nico, Sushu, myself, and then all the people that helped support us, like Marsha Kay, who's in here right now. I don't know how, it, how that happened. It just kind of it's just it became a little bit of a loving rather than any deliberate attempt to become anything. And we just accidentally started liking each other so much we just wanted to do things for each other and do things for other people and it become become what it was and become award-winning which was right it was, it was it's it's a strange relationship a, one we all seem to really love right
1: i'm, I'm curious yeah. you know before we get into yeah. your sort of uh your origin story and how you got started i'm curious um what each of you bring to that uh relationship do you do you each have your own sort of specialties or do you find do you you complement each other we yet? do
2: we do. And I think that's the the good thing that we found is myself and Nico. Nico's an exceptional world builder. You've had him on a mm-hmm. before. Solar System is my personal mm-hmm. favorite space in it. I think it's one of the best spaces on any platform. I was also getting a reputation for making spaces versus solo person, just making them for myself, for my playtime, doing things for other people. But when we got together, it, it seemed that we could add things and sushu is a fantastic graphic artist Mm. and a fantastic creative director was able to take us in different directions that we wouldn't normally go into Mm -hmm. i think that's why it works well as a team nico's a fantastic shader editor there's very few shader gurus around Mm. so we're all able to bring different elements and different different disciplines together it makes a fantastic team interesting just curious so
1: when you say shader for those of uh, out there who are aspiring world builders what does the shader do
2: yeah it's a bit of a mystery when you when you hear shaders and shaders are the thing that most of the advanced creators are really into it's because it gives you ability to do things that you can't normally do it's the way something looks on a material so in this world it's pretty these things here this geometry is pretty shaderless it's just simple colors lit by light at different angles and it's probably the opposite to something that's got a shader a shader will add a a property. A material because it's some fantastic elementary some properties to it like um glowy glowy mm-hmm. things, animated effects, different different kind of textures. Mm-hmm. Shaders are probably the, 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 the true art of making a space looking special. Mm. Because it gives the materials and the textures some wonderful abilities. Mm. What- Whenever you go into one of the rearm spaces you notice there's a lot of special effects. And all those special effects are done in the shaders. So those guys are really special. They're really clever and far and few between. Mm.
1: Well, I know that when I was visiting you earlier uh, a couple of weeks ago, you were working on a new mirror. And in a lot of your worlds, you have these spheres that are uh, that reflect uh, in these interesting shapes. Is that something that's a shader or is that something slightly different?
2: No, that's a reflection mm. probe. And also, reflection probes are, are used to reflect um uh, on anything that's reflective in the space, you use a reflection probe. It's like a 360 snapshot, a camera, if mm-hmm. you like. And it then projects itself onto anything that's reflective. But we found it's a good way of adding an atmosphere to a space because you can use a graphic artist to create an image that you can reflect in the space and it gives you a fantastic feel of look to a space. So that's like a new art form, if you will. It's using reflect. Reflective art, if you like, in the space. Right. To give everything a different look, a different feel. Yeah, that's a VR in trademark. fantastic reflection probes.
1: Got it. Cool. Very cool. Well, thank you, Shushi, for coming, and, and thank you for, for mentioning that. So, so let's, let's, dive into, uh, let's dive into Andy, though. Uh, so I'm curious about your origin story. Where, what were you doing before you got into VR? How did you get into VR? And- uh, you know, how did, how did you become the giant we see before you today?
2: I don't know. I think I'm quite small. Um, <laughs> VR was something I had a passion for, believe it or not, in the 90s. Uh, there was something called virtu- virtuality that existed in the arcade based on old Mega machines back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved the potential of it. And then it went away, for, what, 30 years? And when it came back, it was it was kind of fascinating but it's not really very accessible. And even though I was a VR preacher, I wasn't a VR user until and, until probably probably about six years ago, five years ago, when mm-hmm. the when when it suddenly became accessible with Oculus making the the uh, what was the Gear VR at the time. And I and uh-huh. I, I just fell back in love with it again. It was just so visceral. Uh but I personally, I've been I've been involved in computer graphic imagery for for thirty years before that. Mm. So when I came in and started doing VR, I just wanted to make it because it was the ability to 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 make environments how you wanted to make it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have a skill set; it was a different skill set. So it took a while before my love of VR and my previous love of computer graphic imagery come together because it's a completely different skill set. I was into videography, and not game design. Mm. So it's like having to learn it from scratch.
3: Right.
2: And I hadn't done it for, for since 2009 when I retired from the computer graphics industry. So it was, uh, yeah. And it's something I was reluctant to get into too, because I'd spent 30 years getting involved with uh, projects end-to-end with deadlines and I actually didn't want to get involved with it because I was burnt out and didn't want to do graphics again. Mm. But, but it was a playtime, it was different from having to do it for work. Yeah. So Yeah, I know that makes irresistible, I'm afraid. That makes sense
1: because it, you know, you walk through your world and there's so many angles that are just so beautiful. And you obviously have a very photographic eye and a very uh, a great sense of style and design. And but but what I think is so interesting is that you are able to match that style and design with this very uh sophisticated uh polished style um and so obviously you're saying that that came later so you must have worked hard at uh at at working at that at getting your technical skill up
2: i think my critical eye was already quite strong but my abilities wasn't Mm -hmm. so it was almost a tedious and frustrating period of time learning unity for the first time Mm -hmm. and trying to understand its limitations because I was used to not having those limitations in, in my previous encounter with CGI artists, mm-hmm. and it was the limitations of the platform that really was difficult to get around. How do I do this? I knew I had to do this in my former graphics life, but I had to le- new learn ways of doing things like that anymore. And making it perform was a real hard thing. Learning, learning how to make a space pretty is, is one thing. Making it performance is another. And becomes this real tight rope for balance of getting it pretty and performant. And that's a real skill set. That's a real hard thing to do. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And so
1: for those of who are aspiring again, world builders out there, where would you start? Um, and what programs do you prefer to use?
2: Well, obviously on this platform, if you want to be a world builder, we're 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 a Unity game mm-hmm. engine. So you you won't have to get to use Unity. Unity is actually quite friendly quite approachable once you get over the initial headbanging things we all get into um blender i mean you don't have to be blender in fact a lot of my worlds are actually not actual worlds i've created per se they're things i've brought mm-hmm. in uh because creating your own geometry and texturizing them are really difficult skill sets and even if you know them like i do they're very time consuming mm-hmm. So you can still do a lot if you bring assets in. I do make assets, but I'd I, I much prefer bringing in stuff off the attic store, um, arranging them, lighting them, and those kind of things. It, beautification is the process that I really enjoy. That's a, that's the fun mm. side of it. Trying to make a building from scratch is very tedious and monotonous and, and not very rewarding. And if you're like me, a social creature, you don't want to be on your PC eight hours a day, just banging out geometry. I like to be social and you can do that in VR. You can create with people. You can get instant feedback off people, it's a social creation process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of absolutely something I enjoy doing. Right. And you know, you're yeah.
1: not the first person on this stage who said that, uh, the secret to great world building is lighting. Would you agree with that as well?
2: Absolutely. See ambience. It's 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 the feel of a space. It's 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 for me uh, when you walk into space and it, and it, and, it, and it gives you a little hug. It's because it's beautifully lit and because it's it it, it it's it's you feel as if you fit in that space too. And it, you know these avatars are pretty cartoony, but I like my rules to also look a bit more naturalistically real, uh, which is something again you can only create with lighting. Mm-hmm. It's you know that's one of the most important things for me is lighting. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it's one of the hardest skill sets to get right, particularly now on this version of Unity. Right. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Well, we've got this picture up behind us here, just a, sort of a picture I chose from one of your worlds I snapped it. And I think that the lighting is a really big part of it because you created these haze with this sort of uh, interesting mystical ruins under there. But it's the the mystery is created, I think, through the layers of light and through this sort of almost uh you're walking through this mist almost and you're just getting glimpses of things and shadows of things and that really creates an aura of mystery so i think um that's a perfect example
2: um yeah yeah it was meant to be a feel it's supposed to it's supposed to make you feel slightly not scared or intimidated but like what is this and and the ambience of the space with the with the sound sounds another important part of design Inside mm-hmm. there, there's a there's a cavernous sound. There used to be reverb too, but mm. you lost that facility. We couldn't do that anymore. anymore. But it's a really dark space and it's meant to be dark. And I provide torches and lanterns for you to go mm-hmm. around it. We give you a little bit of safety zone. Mm-hmm. But if you drop your torch and suddenly you're in a dark, unfamiliar area, it, it can be a bit creepy too. It's a nice sensual space for that, that kind of feel, that, that kind of like I'm lost in the big space i don't know it it's huge uh yeah that that's a fun space sadly a little bit broken no. now with urp because i used a lot of real-time lighting in mm. there and real-time lighting is not a very good feature of, of the universal render pipeline which is the the pipeline we're using all space right now mm. interesting so it's also tinged with sadness it's 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 lost a lot of its glory Interesting. So
1: the real-time, real-time lighting means that it only lights once you move into that space or what is that? What's the difference between what's used now and real-time?
2: Okay. I use, a, I always use baked lighting. Baked lighting allows you to put lights anywhere you like in the scene, as many as you like, and you bake that into the scene. So all the values of, of the brightnesses are uh, calculated and put onto an image which is overlaid over the over your assets, It doesn't have to be calculated real-time, therefore. Mm -hmm. Real-time lights are are lights that you can move dynamically in the scene and move around, but you're really limited on what real-time lights can do. And also, if you want shadows, it has to be baked because there are no real-time shadows of lighting. Mm. But that scene was just massive, and you couldn't bake it because baking textures brings asset size up phenomenally. And it would, take, it would probably be a gigabyte, a gigabyte in size rather than 60 or 70 megabytes in size. Right. So you have to be careful with the size of your scene to use real-time baking, uh, real-time lights or baking. That was a big scene, so it had to be real-time lit. And, and that's not my usual kind of format, but it worked really well in there. People like walking around with torches and, and little flambeaus. Mm-hmm. It, it, it added a, a realism to it. Walking around a space with real time light. Yeah, interesting. But that's not my usual lighting. I usually like real time uh, baked lighting. Got it. Because then you can paint like an artist, you can paint with your lights. Mm, Interesting.
1: Cool. Well, we're going to get into uh, some of your projects. If anyone had any thoughts or questions, uh, let us know. Gotta get up or Morbid Girl, Morbid Angel, we must be together. Uh, Uncle Polly, a uh, whole bunch of here, people here. If anyone has any thoughts or questions, uh, we'll we'll take one or two now and then we will move on. Uh, looks like Jean-Luc might have something. How's it going, Jean-Luc?
3: Hey, it's going well. Cool. Yeah. So, um, I am currently working on a world, um, it's a actual festival grounds in real life, uh, in Illinois, where they hold art and musical festivals. Um, and I'm wondering, I saw there was a festival tab, um, down in the menu, but I've never seen anything for the events of festivals. Uh, is that, is that like what I'm thinking? Like kind of like something like that? Or is there events that we
2: can build for? Yeah, it's a bit of a redundant tab at the moment. We were in there with VR, with our spaces, with the NIMS project and the Art Art Space project, and also Burning Man Festival. They also had an event tab in there. But the functionality is a little bit broken. And when you're in the Festival tab, you don't appear in the Popular Worlds tab. So if you've got people in the space, uh, people can't see that that world's occupied. Like, you, if, you, if you want to find a space, you'd normally go into popular worlds, and, oh, that's interesting, i go there, because there's other people there. Uh, so so it's a little bit broken at the moment. Um, and if you wanted to get your festival featured, you talk to all space you can get in there, if you've got a festival. It is good as a festival tour when you're doing your festival live. But, yeah, I'm afraid at the moment, I wouldn't recommend it, because there's some... <laughs> oh, um, if all space say they're gonna fix it where you can appear in the popular tab as well as the festival tab, I suggest you do that because it was a good tool for us. You got lots of people into right. our spaces. Right.
1: Well, cool. all right, cool. Well let's uh let's get your worlds and then We'll take some questions after the next slide here. But um one of my one of my personal favorites is is probably one of your most well known as well. This is I think you call it the exhibition space, Andy's exp- exhibition. Um and so yeah it's just such a beautiful well-designed space and for some reason it it looks so photo real as opposed to other skyboxes are you doing something special with this skyboxes how do you make the environment look so photoreal like that
2: it's using a gorgeous skybox in the first mm-hmm. place which which in itself is a difficult thing to get hold mm. of these things so that's a professionally taken photograph
1: mm.
2: by a professional team But the beauty of uh, uh, that skybox is that it's it's a a beautiful proportion, and uh, and you feel that you're actually in that environment because it comes up around you. So it's a beautifully positioned uh, thing to marry in with your scene, and the technical side of it is it's six-sided skyboxes. They call things skyboxes, and people say, why they, they call them skyboxes? Because they're actually mm-hmm. spheres, usually. That is a box. And the beauty of a box is you can have six separate images. So you can get away with, in that case, it's six 4K images, 4096 by 4096 images. And so that's a lot of data in those, in those in, packed into that mm. skybox. If you make it a spherical skybox, what you normally do, You'd have to be 16K, sixteen k, sixteen thousand by eight eight thousand pixels, and the Quest can't handle that. Mm. So skyboxes are beautiful because they allow you to get six high res images and, and really pack the pixels in, and that's why it looks super clear. Mm. That's the secret sauce to that skybox. Wow, interesting. That's really
1: yeah. interesting to know. Um, and then you know you've got you do you work a lot with spheres and mirrors, uh, and you it's a really incredible effect. Um, I know that I've seen them in other worlds, but I, I feel like you're the expert in that. Is there a trick to your spheres uh, that is not trademarked?
2: It's, they're not that difficult. They're, they're underused. People think, think that reflection probes are going to be quite expensive when you're scene, and they're not. The Reflection probes in this scene, are, they're all over the place, and so every piece of glass will have a reflection probe dedicated to that piece of glass, so a reflection probe is, it looks like a sphere, and it looks like a three sixty photo that a three sixty camera would take, but the perspective of it is only going to work from where that sphere is placed. So I put lots of them in a in in, in a scene from where I think your head's going to be looking at something. I will put reflection probes there. Yeah. Um, but that that that's the secret with reflection probes: is use plenty of them. Don't be shy of okay. them. They' actually you know I, I give every piece of glass an individual reflection probe and anchor that probe to the piece of glass. Mm. Yeah.
1: And in this world, you can actually pick up a sphere and, and move it around, and of course it, it's, it reflects the environment, which is really cool.
2: there are, and I only made that as a tool for testing mm. to see how my reflection probes look in the mm. scene, and I, I'll move it around and I look at it to analyze it, and it's just basically a sphere with metallic. Uh, it's got high reflectivity on it, and that's all that is. But people love them, and so I left them in there some sort of spawnable object for people to play with. I've been dropping them around in different scenes now, and they're all somewhat fascinating to pick up and yeah. roll around and play yeah. with. No, they're really neat. So, yeah, cool. but it's just an investigation tool hmm. that's handy as uh, a play tool as well. Got it. Got it. Well,
1: if yeah. we go inside the exhibition space here, again, you've got a, a lot of beautiful reflection. Um, I don't know if that's the same effect or if it's slightly different, uh, but the windows, the window panes it have is. a nice reflection to them.
2: Yeah, well, glass is very difficult. And one of the things I struggled about when all space changed to the universal render pipeline was our glass didn't work anymore. Our waters and our glass don't work. And all our shaders, our custom shaders didn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. And we literally had a panic, especially uh, me and Yarium, because all of our worlds are beautified, lovely ex uh like worlds and nominated worlds
3: Mm -hmm.
2: relied very heavily on reflections and transparency and suddenly those tool sets were taken away from us completely Mm. and without nico i wouldn't have a glass shader anymore because like i make shaders but i couldn't work the processes out on the URP system Mm. and he he was very clever enough to come up with a way of reproducing a glass shader and and water shaders Uh, but there's something very, very broken still with reflection probes. They do not do things perspective correctly. So if you look at a piece of glass now, the reflection is not going to be how you'd expect it to be in real life. Mm. It gives you this weird, exaggerated distance or two-close effect. Mm. We're currently in a position where it's not a good environment to have reflection probes that look naturalistic. When we change your p versions and we upgrade it's on 12.4 we're actually on 10.6 we're really far behind we're enjoying reflection probes properly again with Mm. proper box projection uh but at the moment look right it doesn't look real but it's there you can see the reflection Mm -hmm. So actually it makes me sad seeing that actually you think it looks gorgeous and beautiful (laughs) as a perfectionist and a technician i see the rendity of it (laughs) right well i'm sure i'm sure most of the people here in that previous world
1: i'm sure most of the people here are like me and are appreciating what you're doing and not uh being too critical of it uh if anyone had any questions i saw there was a few questions uh we could take them in between the different slides here uh so please do uh use the raise hand option again and be patient so we can get to it um all right so let's keep moving along here uh and now uh i guess this one's andy's high rise is that is that right so this is You've got the exhibition space and now the high rise. So this is another gorgeous, it's sort of like similar idea. You've got this incredibly sleek, modern building uh, over uh, this time, overlooking a city, maybe it's Hong Kong Harbor, uh, Singapore, or whatever. And um, just beautiful. Uh, Do you design these, these buildings? Uh, You take in pieces like.
2: No, I didn't. (laughs) I can't take take the credit for the design. It was originally an old space space. it was professionally made for all space by design team. Got it.
1: Got it. Got it.
2: And, uh, and it was kind of broken because of uh, versions of old space. Every time they upgraded Unity, it broke functionality. Mm. Uh, and these old worlds got retired because they wouldn't work anymore. Mm. Um, and I got into Unity basically because of this scene because mm-hmm. of that particular scene i loved it, it as my own space and i wanted to bring it back and a lot of people used it too mm. and so i had to learn how to do how to get this old place and remake it I remade the geometry so i recreated it so i didn't design it originally mm-hmm. but I remade it and recreated it so i could bring it back into unity because the original artists had taken their file you know unity uh, and mayor were tools that that, that that you make a project file and when you can uh, when you make a project file and you upload it, it kind of it, it does things it compresses things and it, and it makes it unreadable unusable. So nobody could do anything nobody could make it. so I had to remake yeah. it basically from scratch right. um, so but that was the thing that got me into unity in the first place, learning how to use unity to recreate create this space. Mm. And if you can recreate it, we we'll not make it better. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I made it better. Cool. I made it nice. I made it much smaller, I made it made it pretty, played with the lighting.
1: Yeah, the yeah. interior is gorgeous as well. you got the rocks, and uh, I'm sure you were playing with the lighting in here, and you've got some screens, you've got your awards, you've got a bunch of portals, you've got a whole bunch of stuff in there.
2: There's 90 lights in that. 90 lights that have to be tuned in order to bake. Wow. Uh, to get the feel of it right. And and there's three versions of it. There's a daytime, there's a nighttime, and a sunset version of that space. And they've all got a different feel to them because of the lighting in there has to be different. Right. Yeah, it doesn't look that complicated, but there's a lot of lighting going on inside that thing. No, I believe it. And getting the balance right is really time-consuming. It took me um, about 70 hours to make the geometry on oh, that. Wow. and uh But just tuning the lights, because the lighting system changed with that version of unity that we changed to right and that was probably another about eight hours playing around with lighting just to get that right again crazy yeah but i love that space yeah i think uh, it's the one that means the most to me because i made it for the community right. and, and gave it the community back and and it was taken away from them and the same with the exhibition all that was also the same process right. the same kind of units created for all, all space by a professional team and abandoned to bring that back too,
1: interesting. It's interesting that they were so almost high resolution before, so uh, advanced before, and now they seem to have gone back a step or something like that, I guess, because they wanted to get the mobile crowd yeah. and they wanted to make it accessible for more people.
2: They do, they keep retarding us rather right. than advancing our abilities. Mm. We're, we're always fighting, we will create uh, what we can at the time that that space. It was a, a technical mission for bringing it back because it didn't work anymore. Um, but but the the tools for us didn't allow us to advance. That you've always you've always got to right find new ways of doing things that you could do before. We're always going backwards, not forwards. Mm. They would say for the right reason it's allowed performance on the mobile mm. platform. Right. Yeah. Right. But got it. Yeah. Well, Hopefully, from now on, we're going to be. Going forward with technology, that's what we do. But so far, every time they do a change, it, it, it kind of takes away things you could do. Mm, interesting. Yeah.
1: I guess you're you're one of our living, breathing archivists here who can uh, protect what has uh, been of the metaverse past. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: that, that become a passion for me. A, a, a real driver for me for getting into Unity was restoring old spaces that people were very fond of, and it meant a lot mm-hmm. to them. Particularly with the with the exhibition, all that meant a lot to a lot of people in here. Right. You know, they had, they had all their experiences, first experiences in mm. there. All the events in the very early days from five years ago were, were held, were held mm-hmm. in there. So it was really important for me to bring those things back. And it pushed me into learning yeah. unity. Right. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, we're going to get on to this next slide. If anyone has any thoughts or questions, don't be shy. Use the raise hand option and we will try to grab you. Uh, otherwise, um, this one is a little bit of a change of pace from the ones I've just shown, which is I think is the Alchemist's house, which has a really interesting, cartoony, Harry Potter type feel. Do you want to tell us your inspiration behind this one?
2: Yeah, I think this is the first time I did a space that wasn't an old space, recovered space. Uh, and it's just me having a proper little play, and the first time I got to really enjoy lighting because this is um, this is a, a scene that you can get from the Acid Store. You can buy all the components from the Acid Store. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting it into all space though is another story, and, and putting all the lighting in there mm-hmm. and the colorization—it's um, it's a technique called uh, hand drawn. um, it, it, It's hand painted style rather mm. than realistic textures. But when people go in there, they, they always feel very warm. It's really warm lighting in there, mm-hmm. very cosy, It's very intimate. And I loved going into that space. I've got a pair of chairs near a fire, and you drop down the floor a little bit when you when you go, as if you're sitting into a chair. And you just right. feel so relaxed and chilled out, and you can just talk for hours with somebody there over a fireside chat, and it gives you that, that lovely feel. It's a feel, it's a vibe, uh, and it's an intimacy, and it's you. Playing with the lighting that creates that, mm-hmm. so that that was that was my first passion project for for lighting and yeah. really playing around with, with with the feel and vibe of the place. Yeah, rather than it, trying to restore an art of his kind of feel.
1: It does have. Uh, I noticed there's a lot of flames, so we've got the the candles here, there's the lanterns, but then there's also a hearth with a fire, oh, fire, and you it? do feel like you just want to cozy yeah. on in there and read a good book or something like that. So it really does. Uh, capture that and then of course there's yeah. a magical elements there's magical books open and it kind of makes you feel like you're in a fairy tale a little bit
2: yeah it it does and and the scene is alchemy of course and uh, uh i'm an actual skeptic and an art and guy when it comes to that uh, but people that that like to romance with ideas everybody falls in love with it it's particularly when the burning man people came on hmm. under the scene and they all flock to it and it hmm. become tremendously popular that's when you realize you've got a hit on your hand and when, when people start coming into you and say, I just love that world. I just love that world. There's something magical about it. Hmm. Yeah. it's really interesting. It's called lighting, but it's a feel thing.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's interesting that the, uh, the Burning Man crowd, I guess alchemy and and Burning Man have something in common, perhaps maybe there's something there. Uh, that's really
2: interesting. Yeah. They naturally flock to that space, but yeah.
1: Right. Um, okay. So this this was, this was a super fun one. This is, uh, I think this was the mind, the gap, um, which 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 is really uh ah, is, yeah, it's right. upside down mind the gap so you 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 start it, it's it's a really interesting way because you take us on a little bit of a journey and through a story so you start at a guy's desk he's on his laptop and he's like what am i going to do today and then you find he finds this thing called mind the gap he teleports there gets a ticket and the next thing we know we're on this insane roller coaster uh tell us your inspiration a little bit right. behind that one
2: well I can't claim any of the credit for the production of the video at all. It, it, it's just a video that exists anyway. Mm. Uh, all I, I wanted to do was figure a way of bringing 360 video content into old space.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that was a particularly um, challenging thing to try and do uh, video playback in All space has gone through some tumultuous troughs and peaks in the time. where we used to have reliable video players. Then we didn't. Uh, mm. And it was a, how to technically achieve bringing video into all space was a real technical challenge. For me, it was uh, I created my own VPS server, it's a private server that's hosted for you. I have got my content on there, and I stream it into the space, and that was the bit I like was interested in really. So you can get, you go into that world, and you're in there instantly. It's, it's almost zero megabytes to download, and as soon as you go in there, it starts streaming that video to you, and that mm. was an interesting thing to, to try and do, an interesting technique. I can't claim any artistic intensity there, though. but yeah. Technically, how to get video in without causing people nightmares in downloads sizes and things yeah so that was just a little technical thing interesting so Um, uh,
1: i just so i'm curious in that world how big is the world how much space can you actually move around it and how much are you just having the optical illusion of movement
2: right so it's just an inverted sphere that's probably about uh Uh 10 meters wide it's not that big even sometimes you get a better effect when it's a bigger sphere um almost a skybox which is like five thousand kilometers in, 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 in diameter can give you more of a sense. So that was the smallest I could make it and not make it feel as if it's distorting because you're in it. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah. It's it that there's two spaces. One's a four K video, that one's a two K video. The foot the other the other video three six I do is high res. Some people have problems with streaming four K video though. Uh, so right. I think two K was the the app medium, but that, that was just about a technical achievement. How do you bring video into old space yeah. and make it reliable and make it quick and easy to do so. Right. Not a lot of people use that technique. Unfortunately, I think it's a cool technique.
1: Yeah, no, interesting. And I wonder, you know, you had your other world that I thought was similar was the face your fears world. I didn't grab a picture cause it's sort of more something mm. you want to experience as opposed to show. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah.
2: similar idea? Yeah. that's a 4k experience right. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just bringing pre-existing video content in right. really i can't claim the ip of the content at all got it, got it. just the technical achievement of bringing it in got it. to all space That's
1: interesting yeah well i never experienced something quite like that so uh, you know it's not very common that people are able to figure that out so i, I did appreciate uh, taking a look at that um all right so one of your other blockbusters of course is the uh international space station uh you get to teleported oh, yeah. into space and you put on a space uh, helmet and then off you go uh, uh, floating around the space station. How did you come up with this one?
2: This was a friend of mine called Nicely, uh, who he was one of the motivations for me make, recreating the high rise because he, he, he made a beautiful Japan type themed space with that and I made it for him. And it's just a conversation. Somebody had brought in a model of the, of the ISS. And it looked like it was made out of plastic, and it looked horrendous, but they were tremendously proud of it. And I said, you know, we could do a lot better with that. I, I, we could go to NASA and get the actual model. I textured it, and I brought it in. But because, because of me, I had to do a gorgeous skybox of <laughs> the planet, and the texturization of it tended to be like, I don't know, I spent another four or five days just making textures for it. Because wow. NASA were kind of to provide you the model, but not the, the textures, and that was that was just just to make something that looks okay that somebody done to show them what you could do with it, and it rapidly become an interesting place that people liked, all asking about the inside of it too, but no way could you actually create that in a scene that's, that's it would be a gigabyte and a half size, mm-hmm. so so I managed to make the inside later, mm-hmm. but the 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 cutest part of that is you go in there, you get a spacesuit attached to you automatically, mm-hmm. and it makes you feel like you're in space. You're in a spacesuit, mm-hmm. and that again was just a, what what about if you could do this? And thanks to Ben, who's a wonderful MRE engineer on here, uh, we are able to create a, an attachment system. Tons of work in the background. You never know about these mm-hmm. spaces that. The mre attachment system they call it the alma system is so flaky and unreliable and you get one person coming to a room and they won't get it or others won't see other people with it and i commissioned ben to make an attachment system which which much more robust and it did very clever things i know we've got prime in here and uh, and he's been going through the same experience where how to make attachments more reliable Mm. Uh, and you do little little tricks like you reset it every time somebody comes into a space he does a clever little reset, quicker than the eye can see, mm-hmm. but it made it more robust. And, but that was a, that's a nice space, just because it was a pure passion project. Uh, it was fun. It, it's really good. Do you want to take people and give them a proper experience? Yeah, I can check you in a cave. I can send you out into the stratosphere. And that's the fun of making spaces. You can, you can t- send anybody anywhere absolutely it's a very popular place yeah
1: no absolutely that, that makes complete sense and of course the lighting up there is, is really dramatic and incredible as well and all of that stuff so um, it's a really it's a really great one uh, very cool to visit uh, I don't know how many people here have visited mm. space uh, through Andy of Andy's work maybe Zen Lobster maybe uh, it looks like yeah Mikey hey how's it going Mikey Mikey's been there Lisa uh, Gay Single hey maybe you've been up there as well Marcia Kay I, I can see you giving a lot of hearts you've uh, been into a lot of these worlds, I'm sure. Um, well, if anyone has any thoughts or questions, uh, we are just about uh, done the slideshow here. And then uh, if we're nice enough, maybe Andy will take us on a quick uh, world tour. Um, in the meantime, uh, you mentioned earlier about an award. And I saw in your uh, space, you mm-hmm. have us, the Raindance Rain Immersive uh, 2021 Discovery Award for Best Debut. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Is that with your VRM?
2: Uh, team, or is- it is with Fioreum mm-hmm. and 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 the marvelous Sushu and Cornelius over there as yeah. well, um, Marshall Bacchus. and you know there's so so many people became part of this project and part part of that team. But Rain Dance is um, it's a film festival based yep. in the UK, mm-hmm. so you probably heard a Sundance festival in in the USA. Mm-hmm. I think it's a partnership thing where in the UK it's called Rain Dance mm-hmm. and it's an independent film festival you promote independent films and they've got the immersive side to that which is uh digital media um and i remember sushu saying something about uh, to us about we've been nominated for mm-hmm. this award and it didn't make any sense to me we were a fairly new team and we were working on these new projects how could we get no it meant a lot i love independent films, so it was like a a, a big name uh, organization for me and for getting nominated, that was surreal. I mean, why are we nominated in the whole of the digital universe in VR? We've been noticed by somebody who was tremendously humbling. And, and and even though I didn't realize at the time, uh, we had great visionaries and great artistry in, in Sushu, uh, and his direction was taken to this wonderful place. We knew it felt nice, mm-hmm. but none of us, oh, well, I didn't appreciate that other people were, were also getting that so to get nominated was massively humbling but then when we went to the ward ceremony six six other uh, six category, uh six nominations in that category you know they were gorgeous those awards were gorgeous but then we won right. and it was just so surreal uh, it, i was absolutely blown away and it was just uh, so shocking and humbling and things uh, but it, it, it did also give us a realization that we were onto something yeah. you know we we had a style that was being appreciated. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, Cornelius yeah. agrees and Shushu as well. So yeah, you know, I am two things that I'm curious about is uh did you go in person or did you go as avatar form?
2: Did you We went in avatar <laughs> form because of the pandemic. Did. I mean, they used to all the, the 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 thing in in real world, but it, for the, for the previous year and this year, well, the last year so it was now uh, they were holding it digitally in VR chat. Uh, no, and I went as my old old space avatar to re, to wow. receive the award. I didn't go there to receive the award. That'd be pious. I went. We went there to be, uh, be, be amused why we were suddenly being counted in this group of my heroes in there. There was some Absolutely. fantastic development teams in there, and we just felt well. I felt like massive imposter syndrome just being in there. <laughs> but yeah. Well, what's well, you imagine it when yeah. I was, uh, you guys won? Yeah. We're, yeah we're phenomenally i was blown away well cool. i think shushu has yeah.
1: something to add here uh see if we can get him on the microphone hi shushu hi can you hear me yes good to see you again great guys i'd like to share um
3: what i feel about andy's uh creations mm. When I first saw his world, he was so surrounded by many people from our community. He was very famous for me. He was like, Andy, Andy, you know, how can (laughs) I get... Did you have a word with Andy? And um, I went into some of his worlds and I was uh, so impressed by the level of details and the, the it, it immediately felt that somebody here really loves what he's doing and pay attention to every detail and and take takes care that the the entire scene itself is so coherent and so uh delightful so it was just uh and and i came to him and i said, just offered him to do something together. And I was inside, I was so shy and scared if he will even have a patient to talk with me. And immediately he was so uh, open. And uh, he taught me the first lesson that I learned from Andy is to hug. He hugs when he meets people. somebody. He just comes and opens his heart and heart, And, and this tells a lot about his... Uh, approach to to his art and even though i know andy and i know that he do not think about himself as a professional world builder or artist i can tell you that i i've been working with many many 3d modelers and artists he is extremely, extremely talented and I'm so privileged to have any play with him. We had nights together when we were playing until 8 o'clock in the morning and we just looked at what we did together and it was magnificent. And I just well, wish, wish that uh, some of us we just would be featured by Allspace so they would be available to everybody. Um, I'm just grateful
1: to, to meet
3: this wonderful person in my life.
1: Thank you. Uh, thank you so much.
0: Cool.
1: How, how's that for a testimonial, Andy? It's
2: pretty. It's pretty great. Uh, it's hard to speak because I'm always tearful. But yeah, it, and it, it is. It is a little thing. To like people, and my most. is kind of hooky when I'm not there. I, that's the feel I like to give. I like to give experiences. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is. It it is that thing, and we have a lot of love for each other and the team. We're we always trying to like, impress each other. And we're always trying to... You're not, we're not trying to show off. It's just that we, we do things together. We get excited together. And we have a little, wouldn't it be great? A what if kind of thing. And then, mm. yeah, let's try and do that. And it helps level you up. And I get that with a lot of people on here. It's not just the VRM team. My relationships are strong with a lot of the creators. And I'm always trying to motivate them um, and push them. You know, If you've got something that doesn't look quite right in your own eye you you work on it until it's not an issue anymore and that's the process of perfection mm-hmm. and it, it, it's it's kind of nice to help people when they're not aware of how to polish the thing up how to go and polish something up and yeah you know, i hear that back from a lot of people like taj Asuka, who's a dear friend of mine who, who who we really enjoyed each other's company and always talking about how to make things better mm-hmm. and what can we do to make make things look more pretty and uh, and 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 it's, it's lovely when when you when you get feedback people who acknowledge yeah. acknowledge Absolutely. That. I mean, yeah. amazing
1: great yeah i mean the community is so important in here and uh, you've definitely got a great community around you um marsha has something to say hello marsha
0: hello first question's always can you hear me <laughs>
1: yep <laughs> yes.
0: um, andy is such a guru we can't use the word God because he's not a God, mm-hmm. but he's such a guru here in alt space. What I like most about Andy is, not most, but right up there, he is always open to answer somebody's questions. He's always there if someone has a problem in unity or with lighting or with refractions or reflectives or whatever. They go to Andy, and he always gives them the time and the patience. He's so full of patience that he answers your questions. He gives you time to reflect and get the answer. If you don't understand, you can always go back, and he will do it again for you. That's the soul of Andy, and that's what everyone loves about him.
1: Wow, great. Thank you so much, Marcia.
2: I was in the... Thank you, Marsha.
0: Yeah,
1: you're. And you're very active on Discord. I notice as well. You're always giving tips. You must. Uh, you must uh, do this a lot. You're up at all hours. Uh, you're here for a 3:30 AM.
2: show. Discord's always open, <laughs> and yeah, there's always long, long conversations happening. I'm not doing it by right, right now, but people often notice that I'm my, my headset looks like that quite mm. often because I'm typing in Discord and. Yeah, there's a lot of people on, on Discord. There's plenty of people here that like to help people, but it, it, it's something I get the most joy from is particularly when somebody's new because you think, I can't come to you because like I, I can't embarrass you knowing nothing mm-hmm. and asking you as an expert, maybe you can like show me how to do something. But that's a passion of mine. I love people being introduced into unity in the creation process i think it's fantastic and down the line there do something amazing you go into a space thinking i know sometimes you're going to go into space and thinking it's like i'm going to watch a, like a two-year-old mm-hmm. creator making very simplistic stuff mm-hmm. but very often you would be blown away with something okay and and this when I mean, you're encouraged to level up use unity process and yeah, that, that, I get a lot of joy out of that. That's my pers- personal favorite experience in here is is watching somebody going through the create learning the creation right. process. So I've always got time for anybody that, if they if they got a question. Yeah, oh, amazing,
1: great. Yeah. Well, you're the you're the type of person who brings this whole community and makes Altspace Space work. It's not you know you're talking about all these technical difficulties that we're having with Altspace, Space, but it's really the community that people keep coming back for, and you are one of those pillars of this community. Yeah. So.
2: I think all space is like mm-hmm. that, and 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 VR chat is is very welcoming. And if you're interested in, in in something, somebody who knows about something is really into you being interested in it. And and then and all space has always had a a grand community of people that are just learning how to do things and want to bring people up. The Discord is usually quite helpful if people want to know how to do mm-hmm. things, but usually just talking to somebody is, and, you know, I mean, we're just hug you embrace you and encourage you yeah, great. And there's a lot of people on the platform that like that absolutely
1: uh all right well last last uh, little question here uh and if everybody's uh, kind enough we may uh, be able to teleport to one of 80s worlds uh so so we've talked a lot about where you came from and where you are so where are you headed where do you think this is all going and um what do you see of this this term metaverse that everyone's using now uh and how do you feel like old space might fit into that
2: it's difficult. Lots of people got a different opinions on all space and where it's going. We're in a bit of a, a lull period in all space. We definitely are. Um, it looks like Microsoft are investing extremely heavily into XR and, and the metaverse. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're competing with people even like meta right now to uh, a big scale for the future of the metaverse. But Allspace, we feel a little bit deprived and undernourished and undercared for. And we know that all the team on here uh, are not even here. They're they're in the metaverse somewhere. We've been Microsoft doing Mm. things. But I feel personally optimistic that eventually that technology is going to mature and feed back to us. And I know that we were the the seed of it in the first place. Allspace has got a very special position in Microsoft. When they acquired us, Um, it wasn't like a big purchase plans and executive ideas. It was a fostering, uh, a a sympathetic fostering, and they just watched it for a year, and then somebody worked out what they could do with that technology and it wasn't what we we thought. So like Microsoft, uh, I think they're like Metaverse. They're investing massively in in, in in what we can do together as individuals, cooperating in real time. Uh, and I think this this platform eventually will benefit because, you know, everybody seems to be flown out right now. I think it's all going to come back, and we've, we've got a fantastic future, and it's only going to get better from here. But Metaverse itself, it's going to be big business if anybody's thinking about getting involved in 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 meta creation yeah there's billions and billions of pounds hundreds of billions of pounds being spent on by these big corporations and they're just after talent it's and and it's a massive void of talent talent and get get tooled up and start getting the commissions well it is interesting because i i'm I'm not not into that personally but you know if if somebody's uh, at the start of the career not the end of the career like i think i am i just want to play around get in there because there's going to be a lot of opportunities yeah
1: no it it is interesting before we move on from the microsoft ideas that microsoft has just recently spent 60 billion with a b billion dollars to get activision and blizzard so they are they they, so so the question is do they that's a commitment yeah do they see that though as the way the entry into the metaverse which is gaming will head into the metaverse or do they see this social vr Thing is something that is sort of, a, sort of secondary to that, or will it blend in together? It's
2: really hard to read them. Yeah. It's really hard to yeah. read them because they operate in a silo culture yeah. and they don't like communicating their ideas. But reading between the lines and, and background people, you can see that, yeah, the, the term, Xbox was famously anti-VR with Phil Spencer being against it and questioned why. Mm. And he said it was a static thing. He didn't want cables and living rooms and things. Mm. But like yeah, you can see that it's particularly with Activision, I think that's a serious investment. That's, that that everybody take notice mm-hmm. now because they're 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 not playing anymore. That 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 they've laid the cards mm-hmm. on the table. Zuckerberg bet the business by calling it Meta and and definitely Microsoft are also they've not been talking about XR VR so so excitedly, but you can see all the purchases are out in that direction. Yeah. So I think, yeah that games is, 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 is going to be their chief priority in the future. They've spent not money like that before. And and XR is definitely going to be, it's more VR games than XR. Mm-hmm. So I think their future is heading in that direction. Yeah. Uh, very positive about what they intend. Social platforms, you know, maybe that could be a gateway, a, a GUI, a virtual gy from their game system. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I hope it's that. I know, I know industry-wise, it, they definitely want that social platform to exist on, on that level. Mm-hmm. I hope they come back and they, they realize that All Space was the start of it. It was an absolute bargain for them to get All Space Worms for free right. and gave them all that technology to create their metaverse and hope they yeah. reciprocate us and look after the social side of the platform. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think they Good. will. Good. Cool. Oh, well, Good to know. Uh, last chance, anybody here who has any uh, thoughts or questions, uh, Ubi or uh, Grugier. Nice to see you again, uh, Kurt or uh, Robbie Crawford or anyone else out there. Um, and, and finally, uh, before uh, we, uh, if before while well, we're waiting for someone to ask a question, um, so what's next for you? We we know what the future of of metaverse is big with Microsoft. Uh, what's up for Andy?
2: I don't know. I'm just kid in, in the sand. <laughs> And I enjoy that. And right. I, maybe I've got commitment issues. I don't know. Maybe I got burnt out with my previous occupancy and and I just don't want to get involved heavily with anything again. Uh, so I'm really guarded about my my ability to just play and not take it to... If you take a beauty commission, you're going to be like three months of just slaving right. away at a computer and everything. I don't want to do, be doing that. But I want to help anybody that does want to do that. So like uh, if I can help people get careers here or, or just want to learn to play like me, I'm happy on either side. But yeah, I don't know where I'm going to be tomorrow. I don't know what I'm going to be doing next week. And I like it like that. Right. I don't like having a plan. Right. I just play and, and as things come to me. I enjoy them and say they come.
1: Well, sometimes play for play's sake is what leads to the best art and the best creations, right? Because it's something that comes from a passion as opposed to a strategy. So uh, hopefully you'll continue yeah. to, to do that and have fun and we'll reap the benefits.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: So um, so yeah. yeah so how could people get in touch with you if, uh, if they had any questions or, or, or thoughts beyond this? and then i'll let shushu in um, private question
2: okay. yep. in, in in private i mean you can message me most people are friends i mm-hmm. got about 2300 friends <laughs> on my all space friends list uh, wow. i know a lot of them not here anymore but like that so i'm really open to accepting friends uh, if they want to discord me they can find me by looking for andy wood i think my number's 9633 if you record that you can play back uh, to get on with discord with discord questions but generally if you're in all space you're bumping to me i'm, I'm usually around yeah uh, there's usually a creator team somewhere around that we're always if we're not in our own spaces we're in somebody else's spaces playing playing with them so yeah got it yeah we're easy to find great uh and shushu
1: may have some uh closing remarks here yes shushu
2: Yes, I wanted to
3: refer to what uh Andy just uh said about the future uh of this platform, uh, Microsoft the metaverse. I do agree with uh deep sadness. Uh about uh with, with the fact that uh we feel a little bit in this platform a little bit deprived a little bit deserted i give you an example um we had other platforms boards you know management ceo's from other platforms from unity board for facebook meta coming here to uh to witness the achievements that were uh, for example in, in Nico's solar system right and some of the worlds also that we created together with Andy. And he was so interested in this, uh, talking about collaborations in the future and all that. Many important, you know, organs uh, from, from the metaverse, whereas I never saw Microsoft coming here no. to see what's going mm-hmm. on in their field. Right. And to see all the talent, such as Andy, around and trying to make a benefit out of it for the community for their own platform andy is an example of a, of a, of an artist of a, a person that can take something and elevate it into into a really something uh, impressive and i just wish uh, for all of us andy as well that eventually you would find a place you know, to be appreciated more in our field here because we love this uh, platform. We love the community. Just wake up and come and see what we have for you.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Thanks. I, I do agree with him. It does seem strange that everybody else is interested, apart from Microsoft, <laughs> yeah. in what we're doing. Yeah, And they do sometimes give us a little compliment. But it feels as if they're not interested. And it's weird that Rain Dan spotted us and noticed us, and everybody seems to be spotting us. We've got other excited people like Engage and other platforms are excited and, and, and always talking to us, but not Microsoft. Mm-hmm. But I'm not interested. I, I, I've never been fishing for anything off Microsoft. Other people, other creators, a lot of my real personal friends, I've lost recently because of the URP changes. Who felt so neglected by AllSpace and, and Microsoft, have left it, and they're always critical of, of, of the team. Sometimes overcritical, sometimes. But I've always said I don't do it for Microsoft. I don't do it for AllSpace. I do what I do for my friends and the community, and they—they're the same people, and I love them. Uh, I'm not doing it for, for respect or love of Microsoft. So I don't really care whether they're interested or not. Just keep the platform running. We're going to do it anyway.
1: Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, hopefully Microsoft is listening out there. Hey, <laughs> in the real world, in the metaverse world, wherever you are, uh, you've got so much talent here. Uh, so hopefully you're able to take advantage of that. Uh, we do have one last comment from uh, from B-Dog, uh, and then we'll uh, close it out. B-Dog, did you have something to say? Hey, is it uh, possible to create a dark net metaverse? A dark net metaverse. Interesting question. I'm sure it is. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that, Andy?
2: Of course it's possible, but how are you going to get awareness of people to go to it? I've got a lot of friends who've made platforms, and, and some of them have been really good platforms, uh, Shane Harris, one of my close friends, he went off to create SideQuest, of course. He started off by making an alternative to all space mm. and he couldn't get people there. And it was a fantastic, brilliant creator's platform and he couldn't get purchased with people coming because you can't get publicity. You've got to be on, the, uh, on a big store. You've got to be highlighted mm. to get people through. Mm. And without people, your platform's worth nothing. Uh, so that's difficult. Right. It's difficult to, to create a platform to get people aboard it. That makes sense. That's why they have a fantastic advantage here already because people can keep on coming in. That makes perfect sense
1: yeah um cool all right well uh nobody go anywhere we're gonna hop up on the stage here as soon as i close out and we will uh get a picture with andy and and then maybe he'll open a portal for us to jump to one of his worlds but uh uh thank you so much andy i'm Christ. i'm so glad you could Don't you could make it here and i'm so glad that we have uh you know so many people to come and, and give their thanks to you including shushu and Cornelius and, uh, and a whole bunch of other people really really appreciate it and uh you're a wealth of knowledge and i'm glad that uh we can get the word out a little bit more to some of your technical, pr- technical prowess, and then hopefully they can visit some of your worlds and have a great time as well.
2: Yeah, and bother me. Don't bother. Don't worry about bothering us, so you know, we're all receptive to like We love when people want to know things and get involved in processes. Got it.
1: Great. OK, cool. Well, thank you, uh, everyone, for teleporting into this worldcast of Simulation Nation. Whether you're with us in virtual reality like these fine folks, Listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or watching Inglorious Technicolor on YouTube. And remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation, where we'll have all these slides up. Uh, Twitter at SimNationVR and our Discord server. Then join us next time as we talk about the Burning Man principles and the metaverse with Athena. Until then, stay plugged, my friends. Oh, wonderful. Yes, Athena. Thank you.
2: Thank you.